Yo, man, Miss Rusty, it's Tuesday morning. I was going to say Monday morning because Monday mornings were my favorite time of the day, uh, favorite time of the week, but that changed to Sunday mornings when I was living in Salt Lake City. Sunday mornings became my favorite time of the week. Uh, it still kind of is tier two, but Monday morning's a close second. But Tuesday is a good day, too, because every day is cool. So today I have a special guest I have here today, and she is going to tell you a lot more than I'm going to tell you, but uh, she's a best-selling author and a singer-songwriter, uh, Grammy considered. Uh, right here, right now, Glenda Benavides. How you doing? Hey, Rusty. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for being here so early. I uh, see uh, you're on in Los Angeles. Um, and yeah, seven o'clock there in the morning. So yeah, thank you for being up. And there's not a lot of people who are in entertainment who would be willing to be up at seven o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> I very much appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Where whereabouts yeah. are you on the East Coast? Um, right now I'm in Connecticut. I'm okay. Like yeah, nice. I'm about uh an hour and twenty minutes from New York, and then about two hours from Boston. So nice. Yeah, not nothing's too far away. But um, yeah, I I lived on the West Coast for like over thirty years, so I, I still oh, okay getting used to everything. But the last four years I've lived in four different time zones, so. <laughs> it's kind of all over the place right now but yeah it's cool so um so let's see so first off so you have your background uh for whoever's listening to this on the podcast she has everything that you could I mean, she's she's she has like uh basically a whole store like you could come up to her if she was at a comic-con right here she would have her, her booth all ready for you just good to go just hear everything you need to know about her is right behind her and, and i like that if i forget if i forget anything during this uh recording it's right there it's perfect and I, that's excellent that's so great. um so Let's see. So do you record then? Uh, do you have a studio somewhere? Do you record at your your house? Um, or do you, is it a combination of both? Do you because if you're yeah, a singer songwriter, I mean, or I don't know if you're maybe have the luxury of doing both or. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> OK. Um, I have um, a wonderful space. Um, I've been working with my partner um musically he's used to be in boston and i'd fly there for three months and then I'd come back to the west coast and i did that for like five years and now <clears throat> he's here and we purchased a um um a home and it's about three thousand square feet and we've got he's a mastering engineer and he does mastering and we we'd mix all our stuff here and I record, you know, all my vocals, everything gets recorded here at the house. And then um, we also had a vision of creating this intimate um, concert like setting like house concerts. And um, and so we started that we've been doing that for the last well, when we first moved here it was 2019. Um, so we had six months before they went shut down. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so we've been doing that. We've been having wonderful, intimate con uh, concerts, like not only for ourselves, but for the local artists. And, you know, we host 
um, art shows, we have magicians, we have all kinds of things that kind of come through the space, which has been really fun. So it's a sort of uh, Paisley Park, if you will, um, of uh, <laughs> yes. that. It, yeah, a little, little more compact. Yes. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you ever get out there, if you ever get out to Chanhassen, Minnesota, uh, Paisley Park is pretty cool. But or if you're in Los Angeles, go. What is your Actually, place called? Yeah, um, we call it Carrie Eden. Um, Carrie, with okay. Carrie Eden, it's a very strange name. It's Celtic. It's uh, it's Scottish, um, and it means um, uh, Edinburgh. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> excuse me. And um, we're actually in Northern California. We're up here near San Francisco. Oh, I thought you said you were in Los Angeles. Did no, I get that? no, you said that, but that was funny. I just said that. I just brought that out. So <laughs> you're okay. somewhere in the Bay Area. I'm in the Bay Area. Yeah which wow. is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where, whereabouts? Yeah. Just... So yeah, I'm like 30 minutes North of Berkeley. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I used to, <clears throat> I used to wrestle down there uh, pretty oh. often down that area and uh, yeah, cool. I like that going down there a lot, uh, usually a little North of there, but yeah. And then I, yeah, spent some time down there a little bit, yeah. but yeah. Um, so, okay. So when you have people come over to your uh, your parties, your performances, what yeah. what goes on to those? Um, well, <clears throat> a variety of things. Mostly, where our stuff is just in house, so we don't really open the, the studio up to a lot of you know to the general public. Um, but because it's mostly um, our work, but um, the the actual space here. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's an intimate space. We can get about forty people in here, and it's all set up. Got a really nice PA system. Everything is wonderful, and um, we again we've hosted many many shows, and um, um, you know, we did a festival here once, um, kind of an acoustic uh, festival. So it was mainly duos, trios type of thing. Yeah, wow. so that's that's what we've been doing here, and I mean we do, we can do anything from like I said, an art show. We had an art gallery showing. We had, we had a magician come and do his show. You know, it's, we have a, um, and then we have a project that we've been working on. It's called Spiritualist Cabaret. And it's four different artists. It's um, a singer songwriter, which is me. <laughs> and um, there's a visual artist, which um, he draws and um, uh, Gene, which is, um, the mastering engineer I was telling you about. Um, he does sound of uh, soundscapes and that type of thing. And then we have a magician and the, all three, of, all four of us come together to create this cabaret, this type of show with that's been themed. Like one, one year Krampus was for Christmas, you know? So it's kind okay. of more the darker edge of things. And it's like it. It's, yeah. So you're kind of stepping yeah. into this environment with these sounds and moods and then storytelling and magic. And it's like, it's just been really fun. So we've been, we've been doing that. So yeah. So, so things like that, that come through right. the, the house. Yeah. So, I mean, so are these friends and family that are coming over or is this, uh, you know, you got people like random people buying tickets to come over or how's that work? Yeah. Ra random people. Um, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we we allow other if we if we put it up, it's usually been word of mouth, so yeah. and it fills up like that, 
like boom. best way to advertise yeah it's it's been great the show's great we'll we'll probably take it to the next level this next year but um right now <laughs> we're just getting footage and you know practicing doing the different shows you know for the different seasons so that's that's one thing we've been doing and then glenda music which is which is my music and it's more of the r&b um blues mashup actually um and so that's kind of what i was going to talk to you about as far as you know my newest um single that's out it's called walking sure so tell me about that yeah um yeah it's uh <laughs> i kind of and you could probably relate to this rusty <laughs> it's like everybody's gone down the path of like oh i really want to do that or you know, I want to be an artist or I want to be a, a musician or I want to be something. Right. And then you get an offer from somebody that you think, oh my God, that's a manager or that's a record label or that's this, this. And so they, they lead you down this path of like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to have my dreams come true, whatever they are. And you, you buy in, you're there, you sign the contract and then you realize they just shelved you. <laughs> Are they, or you owe them <laughs> now yeah. you owe them before you even do anything before you you're, do anything. Yeah, you're already in their pocket. Exactly. And, um, and I know other people have that experience too, just in, in life. Right. And then, and then you sit back and you just hit your head on that. You go, what was I thinking? You know? And, um, so I kind of wanted to write a song that really kind of my theme was, uh, selling your soul to the devil. Um, sure. So that's kind of the theme of the song, right? And yeah. uh, I think everybody can relate to it, but I was I was relating it more of like through as a musician, but but yeah, anyway, so it's a fun so, song. So what is that as a musician? Um, like, so would that be like, so for uh, acting or modeling, would that be sort of the, the, the agencies that kind of the, the not they're not fly by night because they're not fly by night they're they're all over the ones like go to the mall or something where they end up and you you know you pay for have to pay for all this stuff you have to pay to kind of play pay to play the mm -hmm. have to pay for promo pictures you have to pay for acting classes you have to pay for you know you have to pay a certain fee to be able to be featured on their page um with no guarantees of Anything. anything so you're you're already <laughs> yeah you're already in their their back pocket before you're even doing anything so it's just trying to keep your head above water if you can but you never really know if you are and so is that kind of what what it is with music I mean what's what's the music equivalent of that yeah that's a great question um it's 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 all of that that you said I mean you know if if you have that gift you have that talent you have that drive you know, you have to invest in yourself. That's, you know, you've got to get lessons, you know, I mean, I take lessons. I, I work my voice. It's just like anything else, you know, you've got to practice. Right. Right. Um, so those, those are important things. It just doesn't just like, Oh, I've got talent and it's happening. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, it's not like that. And then you, you have to stoke your own fire and you have to invest and you do have to take pictures and stuff like that. You know, again, if, if you are young enough and you have what a record company thinks they want from you, they're probably not necessarily investing right now. Um, things are shifted so much to the internet. So um, the, so the fantasy of like, I'm going to get signed and then I'm going to get famous. It's like, no, it doesn't really work like that. 
you're going to get taken advantage of. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you may or may not, you know, get visibility. So yeah, best to do yeah. it on your own. Yeah. Cause anyway. most of that ends up being that, you know, let's say, uh, you know, hypothetically $2 million, you got $2 million, but that's going to be, you got to then make six albums. And then that also means you got to pay for the studio time. You got to pay for them advertising it. You got to pay for the tour uh, and you walk out and you're owing them money and exactly. giving them six albums exactly and you don't and, you don't own your mechanicals <laughs> right yeah i mean yeah go ahead yeah and then, <clears throat> then you don't uh also have um i meant to say masters not mechanicals but anyway, I, yeah. I knew exactly yeah. what you meant and yeah. uh and then also if they they want to portray a certain image of you um you know, like uh, wearing big chains or something. <laughs> uh, you don't own those chains. Those are chains that they they lend to you to you know portray this image, but you know to make people think that you're just making all just uh, yeah crap tons of money. But in reality, you're in their pocket. You're yeah yeah <laughs> uh, just the same as if you're you know, going around in a van trying to exactly. play at open mics. And... Exactly. It's an <laughs> illusion, right? Right. And, and I mean, there's tons of stories you hear about artists that, that back in the day that signed and got a lot of money and that kind of stuff and they blew it. They didn't actually save it. And then they're in the hole and they got to pay the record company back. And I mean, we have a good friend um, that Steve Smith, he's in dirty Vegas and, you know, he would come over and we would record together and stuff. And he would, he was one day, he's like, you know what? I still owe the record company money. And, and his, you know, days gone by, that was like massive. Like yeah. that put it, that put them on EDM on the map, you know? So it, interesting stuff like that. You get that inside story, the grief that, I mean, I mean, he, obviously he was smart enough. He bought himself a house, but you know, there was a lot of things that he invested in, but but still it's, you know, it's quite painful. I, I tell people, you know, you're better off at get, going to the bank and getting a loan, you know, at a, at a lower interest rate yeah. and then do your business plan, do your marketing, you know, <laughs> figure it yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Do it, your, do it yourself for a higher, higher firm to do it for you. And yeah. I mean, they're going to the, have, cause the playing field is, is open when it, right. Cause it, right. It's the internet. Yeah. We have and access. Yeah. And they, yeah, uh, I mean, they want the ROI to be more than what the, I mean, the, like the, the big record companies are kind of just going business from itself and if the person's kind of expendable, mm -hmm, which is absolutely. pretty unfortunate. Whereas if you have someone that's working for you, I mean, they're going to want you to be, succeed so they can succeed as well and they can get paid. You can get paid. Yeah. Everyone walks away said. happy. Mm -hmm, so brilliant. Brilliant. Mm hmm right on yeah it's it's yeah much more of a, a business than just yeah whatever but i mean it's hard when you see it, get those you know dollar signs in your eyes and yeah, you you're know. just kind and of blinded by yeah exactly and you don't really know much about the industry and no one's telling you but but <laughs> excuse me these days 
you know, we have access to inside information and attorneys that you can actually talk to that will give you some, you know, straight scoop about stuff. And, and I would recommend that for any, any artist of upcoming, you know, find yourself a music attorney, you know, sure. educate yourself, get your, get your craft together and just be really clear. It's not an easy road, you know, and you have to be passionate about it. You can't just like, I'm going to be famous tomorrow. You know, it's not like right. that, but you know, there's a lot of people who think that way too, though. Yeah. And for some part, it can be a reality. Um, but then also some of it is, you know, they've been working for 20 years and then one thing hits and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, they're overnight success. But no, they've been grinding for 20 years, mm -hmm. eating peanuts. And, That's right. That's right. And chip, uh, you know, um, yeah, that, that 20, 20 year overnight success. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a story. I mean, it's definitely had its rounds and it happens. And it's yeah. like, who is this person? It's like, well, you know, they've been, they pay their dues. They pay their yeah. dues for sure. But, and, you know, and I, I would also, you know, just inspire people to take on their, who they take on knowing yourself. Like really, who are you? What is that? Why do I want to be? Ask yourself those questions. Why do I want to be in the industry? What do I have to share? What does that look like? And don't copy everybody. You know, it's right. like, find yourself, find your own, you know, and if you don't write, find a partner, because I'll tell you, if you were to get signed, let's just play with that. If you were to get a deal of some sort, even if it was a, a distribution deal, you know, you have to know how to write music and they're, they're signing you because they think they can make hits and, you know, it's cause it's a business. So yeah. I've seen a lot of artists out there that, that just go do it themselves. And they, they really win, you know, because they, they keep their style, they keep their unique sound and, you know, they just work it. Yeah, <laughs> Excuse me. You have someone, there's a, a guy named Tom McDonald. Um, and he's kind of done it the real just DIY. Mm. He talks about some pretty controversial stuff. Um, nice. And uh, yeah, he used to be a professional wrestler up in Vancouver and turned into a, a rapper. And uh, well, yeah, but he, uh, I mean, yeah, he's just kind of done the whole DIY thing. And, you know, him and his wife produce all the videos, produce all the music, and just yeah. kind of go, go, go. And it's, cool that there's stuff like that that can happen that the real just yeah go out and get yourself and just hustle 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 but again it's the uh you know 20 year overnight success, <laughs> success stories, so. stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah um, but um so okay well and you have a book too uh I do, I, yeah. as i can see right over there yeah so, Tell me about, uh, tell me about your book here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, Courage, Ignite the Fire and, uh, what did I say? Ignite your fire and uh, find your fire and ignite action in your life. It's too early. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> um, <Yes>, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, it came out of um, being in Boston, actually. I was, I was, I was helping a couple of girlfriends just kind of like explore trials and triumphs and I would always be giving like inside information or whatever on, on life I guess life hacks I don't know anyway and I thought to myself well do I have anything of value to like really share and I thought 
why not? Let me, let me see. Let me just, let me write this out. So I thought I'm going to, I think I'm going to write a handbook or something. And so I outlined, I took my outline. I did like a, I go, I'm going to do 10 chapters, you know, or whatever. And I just started from there. And I thought I'm going to, I'm going to write a chapter a day. And, and I did, I did it in 15 days, but then, you know, Jean was moving out to the West coast. So there was all that moving stuff. So I had to put everything, it was all done, but I had to put it kind of away for the moving purposes. And then we got here and then COVID hit. And that's when I actually went back in, re-edited, got an editor, you know, and just really got it out there. So, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's kind of a self-help in that, that realm. Um, I talk about clarity courage, confidence, commitment, and community. Like how do, how do I have that? How do you get through your, your, um, your stops in life basically. And so basically I tell stories, then I give you questions to answer and then you get kind of like a little workbook. So that's okay. Yeah. So then, um, I mean, so who's the person that you're kind of targeting, like who, who would benefit most from this book? Is it kind of anybody or is it kind of, you know, just, um, it's, I think it's, it's really people that, that are, are struggling with those areas, clarity, courage, confidence, commitment, community. Um, cause I really wrote it around courage. What does it mean to have courage? How do I get to have courage? And I started looking back in my life, like what made me show up? What made me do that. Like, I'll tell you an example. So I, I was, um, it was one of my, one of, it was a show in Portland. It was at the bite festival and there was about 10,000 people (laughs) and I had Uh, one. (laughs) I'm from Portland. Okay. Me too. That's so Are you? Yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. That's 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 crazy. We're going to talk Portland in a minute. Um, (laughs) yeah. And, um, so I, I had one from Z100. I had one, uh, um, one of their contests or whatever. And so one of the things was you get to perform at the bite and um, on the waterfront. Yep. Right there on the waterfront. And, you know, there was about 10,000 people there that day and I show up there and I think, I'm just going to sing something acapella, right? One of my songs that I wrote, it was called um, change. And I pull up and, and they usher me to backstage and I'm thinking, oh my God, this is like serious. <laughs> like I had no idea. And I started to sweat. I mean, and I had been an entertainer performer <clears throat> at this point for a good 10 years. Like nothing really phased me, you know? And I was like, oh no, this is like, I was so stressed out that I was pacing backstage. And I kept telling myself, you know, you could just leave you just leave. You don't need to do this. You don't need to get on stage and stand there and sing a song acapella that you wrote. You know, it's like I was totally stressed out and I'd never been that stressed out in my life. And I was literally at that moment. I was like, you can just walk away, just walk away because it's frightening. I mean, I don't know if anybody's had that experience, but it was frightening. Do you find it harder to uh, perform in front of large audiences or smaller audiences. For me, I have a harder time if there's thousands of people or if there's thousands of people, I'm way less afraid than if there's, I got a crowd of 15 people. I, I don't, cause I feel like everyone's on me, but so you, <laughs> I mean, just so you had 10,000 people though. So, I mean, is that something that's, is that more 
uh, frightening to you than a smaller crowd or? Actually not anymore, but, um, back then, um, that was in the nineties. I, I, um, I don't think I was, I don't think I was prepared, um, for that big of an audience at that point. Cause I was, you know, I was doing maybe a hundred people at that point. That's a, <clears throat> so that's a good pump. Right. And, and it just, I, I, I don't know, I just psyched myself out. And so <clears throat> having that pushing myself to step forward, go, it was like going to the cliff's edge and you have to kill yourself <laughs> and you just do it, you know? And that's kind of how it felt to me. It felt like death was going to happen any moment. Like, you know, it's like, imagine the slow-mo while you're walking on stage and there's, you know, it's this massive stage and there's all these people and I'm just going to stand there by myself. There's no band or anything. <clears throat> so, and then I have to sing this song acapella and people are looking at you like, what the fuck is she going to do? Um, <laughs> You can swear if you want to on this. I, I, okay. I was trying not to because I, <laughs> I didn't know what you're doing with this. So I, I've been trying not to swear. If you want to swear on this, feel free, please. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then I just, I literally fell off the cliff. And, and then through that, just to let people know that is a breakthrough because then you embrace the fear, you embrace that and you create courage inside of that. That gives you the courage. And then next time you have the, confidence to do it again so yeah so either to answer that answer your question i don't want to be like a politician or anything and avoid it um <laughs> anyway there's a lot to say about that um yeah, yeah of course no i just i either either one is fine with me i i prefer um i prefer intimate situations um just because you can really connect with people um you know 50 to 100 people is is awesome uh, yeah, I can do more, but you know, it's after row five, it's, you know, yep, they're not, it's not, they're like, they're not even there. They're not you're even just, there. You're just looking at lights. Exactly. That's all they are. They're just lights, <laughs> lights back there. It's and like, lighters. Okay. Lights yeah, and lighters. Light, right. <laughs> and that now is phones, but yeah. <laughs> and phones. Yeah. <laughs> and phones with uh, either people recording. Uh, That's so right. what, what, what's your stance on that? So um, do you go to shows at all? Do you go to any concerts? Yeah, or? I do. Yeah. So what, what's your, so when you're at a show, uh, do you, do you have your phone out? Are you recording or are you there experiencing it without your phone or how, what do you do? Are you, uh, do you, are you go, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what do you like to do when you're at a show? That, that's a great, that's a great question. So two shows. So one, I went to see Buddy Guy. Cool. Yeah, it was really wow. cool. And you just, you're so enraptured and who he is and and it was like you know probably 2500 seats and um just you know an amazing enriching deep experience you know you're just transfixed you're just like like you you know yeah maybe i pulled up my phone but see they ask you to they ask you not to do that so i took a couple of pictures and then put it away right that was it right <clears throat> now after that i went to elton john goodbye yellow brick road tour um and you know there wasn't a phone in the house that wasn't on <laughs> you know what i'm yeah. saying you know and there must have been i don't know thirty thousand people i'm guessing it was it was in an arena it was massive <clears throat> i'll never do that again but 
but anyway, it was, it was kind of a cool touchstone to say, yeah, I saw Elton John, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and then, I mean, a lot of those videos then get posted to, I mean, you go and you type in, I don't know where you went and saw it at, uh, San Jose. <clears throat> okay. San Jose. I mean, you type in Elton John, hashtag Elton John, San Jose, and you know, you got 2000 people million. Yeah. Yeah. From different <laughs> angles all over. Yeah. If you ever yeah. wanted to compile, uh, yeah, concert footage you could probably get enough to be able to you know For do sure. it on yourself just from those and um yeah it's been an interesting thing watching that kind of change um watching a lot of people and especially in smaller things um and you're you know you you're up towards towards the front and you got someone you know almost people doing this <laughs> yeah and yeah like what's going on <laughs> like you know just are they're they're doing this one the yeah selfie know, yeah oh, here i am here i am, here I am <laughs> <at the laughs> <show>. amazing <laughs> lip syncing yeah. the two or whatever they do and um it's exactly. wild i mean it's a completely different dynamic than what concerts sure used is. to be um, right. used to, yeah but um it's a good way for them to get exposure i mean what really it's just free advertising <laughs> but um i mean yeah, i've really been to too many shows <clears throat> lately i mean i went to jeez i went to one like a year ago or yeah maybe or six months ago but yeah before that i mean it'd been like yeah i guess because of uh, the lockdown and stuff uh yeah it was a little before that but yeah, i think the last one before that was in portland um but at the uh, crystal ballroom which mm, is nice uh, yeah so it's a fun venue there and Julian um, Gobel. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. He actually took um a lot of my pictures early days, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so Portland. Uh yeah. like, so <laughs> So do you, do you grow up in Portland or what's your your Portland connection? Well, I was born here in California in Oakland and then my parents moved us up when I was probably like 7 or 8 um up to Salem, Oregon. Okay. And so 40 minutes south of Portland. Yeah. And then I, so I kind of grew up there and <clears throat> of course, as you, you know, you get out of high school, you're ready to go. And I was, I was Head up already, to the city. That's right. And I was already doing music anyway. So I was already, I started uh, professionally singing at uh, 16 and then wow. I started touring at like 18. Um, Where were you touring? Um, just all over Oregon. At that point, I was with a local band and, um, you know, it's like, you know, on their breaks, you have to sit outside. That's how young I was because <laughs> I couldn't be in the bar. Right. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So we, and then I did that and then I turned about 18 and I, I headed up to Portland and, you know, with my band and then we just started evolving and, you know, playing. <clears throat> I was with um, uh, eventually with one of my favorite bands, which was Calvin Walker band. And uh, I had got off the road at that point and went back to Portland and had joined, joined his group. Um, and then I played with them for like five or six years and then decided well, to move. Decided to, so when did you leave Portland? In 96. Oh, okay. So, all right. So, you, yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's wild place. Uh, yeah. By Portland. Portland's awesome. Uh, yeah. I haven't been yeah. there in a while, but, um, and I know they've had a lot of problems, but I mean, it's, yeah, Portland's. It's, 
it's well it's different than it was in 1997 yeah 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 i'm sure yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I moved there in 87 and so I I saw I saw a while. I uh, and I left in 2019 and okay. I mean, it was it was wild uh wow. like before yeah before I left um we used to do we used to run shows <clears throat> at Harvey's Comedy Club down in, mm. down in Chinatown. There Chinatown I can go on about Chinatown for a I long bet. time about what's all totally a lot of different now yeah horrible weird shit that goes on there oh really um, well it's yeah. next, to the, next to burnside so right so yeah yeah that was always a homeless problem there yeah and then yeah. the tunnels are still going for sure there's all kinds of, so if you don't know about uh the there's the shanghai tunnels which were famous became famous in the i believe late 1800s where um as a whole tunnel system that goes through most of Portland on both sides of the river. And what they would do is they would get people just totally blackout drunk at bars and they'd take off their shoes and the inside the tunnels were covered in glass. So you weren't able to get out of there. And then they put you on uh, a boat to Shanghai to basically be enslaved and so that's the wow! I didn't know that term, Shanghai. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, wow. but yes, there's still a lot of stuff going on there, and I mean, so like, um, not quite that, but some other kinds of. Uh, I won't. I won't get into this, and that's a whole different <laughs> story with the underground tunnels of Portland. And wow. but I mean, I, I see people just, you know. Yeah, being right outside of the venue and just like, hey, you want to come over and smoke crack? You want to hit this crack pipe? Oh I'm like, my hey, god! Well, you know, oh all my right. god! Uh, and then, but and yeah, just but now it's, I mean, you got the homeless thing there is just crazy now. Um, it's so crazy because it rains. Like, why are you? Yeah, you know, you know I, what I, I don't, mean. <laughs> I don't like... know. I, there were it was. Uh, I think it's just because it's so well accepted there's a different kind of homeless yeah. person than it was even 20 years ago 15 years ago yeah it's huh. a kind of a different mentality of who's there now and interesting um yeah it's pretty wild i, I went up there uh, a couple times last year and it's just it was it was hard to to be around there and i was yeah, I don't know. I was, uh, I don't know. Well, I, I lived there for a while. And before I moved, I moved out to Boring, Oregon. Uh, <laughs> but <-dum -bum. laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which uh, the name of the place and uh, what it is, is one and the same. And it was great. I had, um, I had chickens and goats out there. And nice. I liked it. And, um, but I mean, even there is starting, I mean, the sprawl is going all, all the way out to wow um out to like sandy now uh, which is almost to mount hood uh, like yeah. at least halfway to mount hood from portland and yeah wow so yeah it's it's pretty crazy how far everything's going out but um yeah but i mean yeah but portland's always been an interesting place and it's always kind of been my home so yeah 
Me I too. try not to to shit on it too much, but yeah, well, it's, it's it, the beautiful it's thing hard to watch. is always a it's a foodie, <laughs> a foodie town. Yeah. Used to be, I don't know about now. I mean, I was there last year, very much, but I didn't actually go into Portland. I was like, I went to Salem, and then I was going up to Astoria and do a bunch of other stuff. And then I got oh, a film, okay. a film that I'm actually going to be in, um, up in Oregon too. It's a, it's actually a horror film, um. It's oh. called Sin C Y N. Um, so yeah, I'll be I'll I I play a I play a um, psychic tarot reader. <laughs> so and is this yeah. sort of based in Portland? Yeah, the, no, this... actually they're shooting in Portland. They're filming up there. But, okay, so, uh, so then is it uh, does like the story take place in Portland? Um, is it supposed outside, to? Mm-hmm, yeah, outside of Portland, actually. Okay. In Vernonia, uh, are you familiar? okay? Yep, which okay. is yeah, on the way out to, to the, the coast. coast mm-hmm. Um, out when you're going out 26, uh, mm-hmm. it flooded probably 10 years ago, I believe. Did it? Yeah. The, the whole oh, town, wow. Wow. um, yeah, uh, but yeah, so okay, well, so yeah, be, <laughs> on, be on the lookout for that. So, uh, so people they want to find you, yeah, where, where are they going to find you? Um, Real easy. It's just my full name, Glenda Benavides, spelled B-E-N-E-V-I-D-E-S.com. So glendabenavides.com. I have a YouTube channel. Um, I um, You can see all my music videos there. I have uh, two, um, also two other channels that uh, inside of that Glenda Benavides channel on YouTube. Um, I've got interviews that I do for musicians. I interview musicians and artists and different different people. And then I have global badass goddess, um, which is more of a, a a conscious network of, I promote and support women and from, you know, the ages of 25 to 60. So, um, and through, through their, through other women's businesses. So, um, I do that. And, um, what else you can, I'm on Instagram, same thing, Glenda Benavides. It's I'm pretty easy to find. You just type in the name <laughs> yeah. and, and then you can see my new music video. It's out to walking is up Excellent. on the channel. So, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, Hey, well, thank you uh, yeah. Glenda, for coming on. It was great meeting you and everybody go check her out. Go I'll throw the links in there and I'll have this out today. Great. And yeah, everybody, uh, thank you for listening. Glenda, thank you for being on. And that is, thank you. you're welcome, the show, man.